Are you looking for a new show to binge watch? Well, the curious audience has you covered. Welcome to the Curious Audience. I am your host, Luke Ryan, and I am here, as always, with my beautiful wife, Moretta Ryan. Hey. So, this is the last episode in this season of the Curious Audience. This is number 12, and over the last couple of weeks, we have been reviewing and debating some of the shows that we have been binge-watching, and we have gotten through quite a lot of content. And we've had quite a lot of fights. Yes, we have. (laughs) been a lot of bickering start back and forth. But, Man, um, if you thought quarantine would stress in a marriage, you know, <laughs> just try a podcast. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Yes. Especially with a uh, little three-year-old who we have oh. to get to bed each night before we can um, record these podcasts. All right. Hence why this podcast is later than usual. Yeah, among other things, but yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's not just late. It's like physically late. Like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. (laughs) So this is a lesson for all you podcasters out there. Don't do a podcast with your wife because then there's no one to put the kid to sleep. Hey, hey, some podcasters are women. That's okay. Then the husband can put the kid to sleep. Damn right. Yeah. We take turns. (laughs) (laughs) So enough of our own personal life. This week's episode, we decided to um, delve into some new content. There are so many new shows at the moment on all the streaming services in particular. And there were two shows this week that really got us interested. And it's because we are big fans of The Office. And both of these shows have been written by uh, cast members from The Office. And one of them is actually starring them. So we have Space Force with Steve Carell, mm-hmm. and we have Never Have I Ever with Mindy Kaling. And Mindy Kaling is the, the writer-producer. Yeah, and yeah. she wrote some of the episodes of The Office, as is Steve Carell. So we felt these two episodes were just so interesting to watch back-to-back. We just watched episode one, so the pilot, and to kind of compare and talk about which show we want to continue to watch. Yeah. Um, so the reason that we only watched the pilot is because we wanted to uh, we wanted to really experiment with how much a pilot influences our desire to watch a second episode. Because with a lot of people still on lockdown, with social social distancing still in place, there there is so much content on social media services. Um, so it's easy just to kind of, you know give in to whatever Netflix or or Stan or whatever you've got kind of suggests. But uh, we wanted to go for quality over quantity here. (laughs) Um, So we decided to do a bit of a battle royale between a bunch of different shows. And, you know, at one point we had, um, uh, what's that chart? thing that you call, that you may call? It's like the brackets. Yeah, the brackets. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like... um, uh, like in sports. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm so worldly. <laughs> That's for you there, sports stars. <laughs> hey there, sports fans. <laughs> the brackety thing the, that we use yeah. in sports. Yeah. <laughs> I think Moretta is the person at the stadium who goes, yay, sports. <laughs> Go, Go team. team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember when I was young, um, my dad took me to a hockey game. And, and I said, I said, uh, I, I remember saying out loud, 
why is there so much fighting? And this guy, I'm Canadian, of course. They're at a boxing ring. No, no, no. no. So, the, so there, there was a guy in the seat behind me that turned around and went, it's a damn hockey game. Of course there's going to be fighting. So, yeah, genius. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, back to movies. Back to our two well, not TV movies, shows. TV shows. So, I, th- that's stuff I actually know things about. I'm going to kick you off and I'm going to give you a little synopsis of Never Have I Ever, which is written by Mindy Kaling. Now, it doesn't star her. It is loosely based on her life. but Is it? It is a little bit, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. So in read that. In, <laughs> in Never Have... This is, this is what marriage is like. We yeah. talk over the top of each other uh-huh. constantly. Repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, give her a microphone. <laughs> no, don't give me a microphone. You, you remember, remember how I was at, my, at our wedding. Oh, dear. Yes. So, Never Have I Ever gives us an Indian family who has gone through uh, a numerous amounts of tragedy and the biggest tragedy is the loss of their father. Now, the main character in Never I Ever Ever, Never Have I Ever, is a young Indian girl who's just started her sophomore year and up until this point she has been the typical nerd and it's one of those coming-of-age stories where she wants to change the way she's perceived, changes the way that she feels about school and... It's, yeah, that's basically the synopsis of it. Miranda, can you give us one of Space Force? Right, so Space Force. Um, I was actually very excited to watch Space Force um, because of how much it dips into our current reality. So Steve Carell stars as a newly appointed four-star general uh, who has joined the, um, the, the Joint Chiefs and has been assigned to run a new branch of the government, the Space Force. Um, Some of you may remember our current political climate that has uh, recently uh, enacted Space Force as part of their um, defense capabilities. I I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, what's really cool about this show is that they allude to the current administration by saying that something was about to be announced um, from the president via tweet um, (laughs) and, you know, little bits and pieces. Uh, But um, it's basically about Steve Carell, uh, his character's journey uh, to uh, run Space Force and the various uh, problems and concerns that are associated with running a government agency. So, Marita, we watched Space Force first. What did you think of that? What did you expect first off? Well, look, I mean, anything starring Steve Carell, I just assume that there's going to be a few laughs. Mm-hmm. And, and it was written by Greg Daniels or, yeah. or produced by him. So it's similar office team. So you, we, we kind of expected that level of humour. Yes. Know, Parks and Rec and and The Office straight off the bat. And what's, what's really nice um, about this first episode is you see a surprising amount of familiar faces mm-hmm. um, which was really enjoyable and to me when I see that many familiar faces and and you know some some big names um, in in a pilot that just makes me excited for what's to come you know because it's almost like you get a taste of these characters and you know a, a big name like Jane Lynch yeah right she's been in practically everything (laughs) and um so she had a small bit part in the pilot but you don't give a bit part to a big name like that unless you're going to use them i hope use them um in somewhere in the in the in the future of the season so i'm just excited to see how they use these characters 
Now, before we continue any further, we should have already prefaced this episode by saying we are going to spoil the pilot. Oh, yeah, for We sure. have not seen the season, so we don't know where any of the storylines that we're going to discuss are going to go. But it's important that when we talk about the pilots, we talk about what's motivating us to keep watching us, keep watching it. So the reason I bring this up is because Steve Carell's character is married to uh, Lisa Kudrow, the the actress. (laughs) A character played by Lisa Kudrow. I should really remember the character's names, but it was only (laughs) one episode. So, But um, I found that really interesting because the episode that we saw, the pilot, was separated by uh, a couple of years. What I mean is that probably the first 15-minute scene that we saw was then separated by the last 15 or 10 minutes they were a year apart. Yeah. And so there's all this growth that's happened to our characters that we haven't seen. And so instantly you're like, what How, What happened to that person? What yeah. happened to... And um, we find out that Lisa Kudrow, who plays his wife, is in prison and in prison for a number of years. And we don't really get any clues to why. And that was a real kind of interesting... Um, thing for me, a little tidbit that I'm going to want to keep watching to find out the answer to that. Definitely a storyline that, um, yeah, yeah, you you want the answers for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little bit curious because um, <laughs> uh, this government agency has teamed up with a number of countries, including Russia. <laughs> that and, was so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was good. Um, and so there's this um, cheesy sleazy Russian is his name Bobby well Yuri but Yuri. he's like please call me Bobby yeah <laughs> very good accent very good <laughs> um but uh yeah so he's part of Space Force and uh you know Steve Carell's character obviously doesn't trust him any farther than he can throw him and you know he's asking about um oh can you show me these plans for this particular device and oh you know i'm part of this project so i should really know all oh, these yeah, top it's secret very information sus. like oh, he's not yeah. just saying like the whole project he's saying specific parts and how they work it's yeah. so sus yeah but you know i mean it's designed to be right like mm-hmm. it's it's just designed to be so obviously yeah, um russia's ripping it off yeah yeah the there's a there's a lot of counterintelligence going on here <laughs> but um we find out later on that um, Bobby, Yuri, is attempting to date Steve Carell's character's daughter. Um, so I'm curious to see what what comes out of that mm-hmm. interesting relationship because obviously, you know, it's a it's a plot to get closer to the general and, you know, find out what he knows. And yeah, there's just there's just so many um, open-ended storylines that I'm really curious about mm. getting resolution to. Uh, for me, the the character of Steve Carell, the character that Steve Carell plays, was a really tough one to get into. Um, for me, he does this bit of a, a gravelly, almost like a, a military gruff sound with his voice all the way through. Mm. And sometimes it's heavier than others, and other times it, it just breaks. But it was really weird to hear him make that... Um, that voice. I, yeah. I almost felt like we needed like a monologue at the beginning or something like that so that I could get used to him using this weird voice and then I'd be right for the rest of it because probably in the first 10 minutes you only heard him say a line here or there and so you were kind of like, is he putting on a voice? Mm. Is, is is that what I'm hearing? Am I really hearing that? Like, it, And that distracted me a little bit. That's interesting because I actually... 
I didn't mind the gravelly voice because mm. I just identified it as part of a character. The problem is that he has never played a character quite like this. So, you know, he's the, the so that's where the comedy comes in, right? Is yeah. we know him as Michael Scott. We know him as the 40-year-old virgin yeah. and all these ridiculous characters and all of a sudden he's supposed to be this I mean, you know, obviously he was in the um, what was it, the Foxcatcher and that was pretty that was pretty serious, but um with the general, yeah, that gravelly voice and that that um desire to be, you know, the big man taken seriously. Um, is, is, I, I appreciate that as a character choice, but there were like brief glimpses of Michael Scott. Yes. Which I, I kind of enjoyed because it was almost like an Easter egg for fans. Yeah. You know, where, where you see him, um, there's this one line where he's basically shit talking a, a colleague and, um, because now they're on the, they're on the same level because his colleague was a four star and, um, prior to this episode he was a three star now that he's promoted he can he can shit talk this this person that he's hated for years and then at the very end he goes um what does he say he says something like oh that felt good yeah like, and he just did a like a, you're a i hate you and yeah oh, thank god i finally got to tell you that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so there was that there was a brief michael scott moment where that i just thoroughly enjoyed but then um but it, but it was still true to the original character yes. of of um what general Naird, I believe his name is. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how he maintains that for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um but no, I'm I, I was okay with the voice. It, it was a character choice. It was a pretty stacked cast. Like I mean we had John Malkovich who played kind of the the scientist who was like his number two. Yeah. And then there were other people uh, throughout it who were just brand new actors. I'd never seen them in anything before. Um, but they all played a really good character. I will say that there was one actor who I, I've yet to discover his name, but he so reminded me of Stanley from The Office. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, oh. Steve Carell and Greg Daniels being in the, the production, you know, w producing this episode and going, we need a character, we need a... A Stanley character. You know, like you know a, what? I wish you had told me that before because I actually know, well, I don't know personally, but his name is Roy Wood Jr. Okay. And he's actually a comedian. He's done a bunch of stuff on Comedy Central before. Um, he's part of the um, the Trevor Noah version of um, The Daily Show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like a, a, a correspondent. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's a really, really funny guy. But yeah, he does have kind of that... that um, yeah, that Stanley vibe. Well, he has the thin mustache, exactly the same <laughs> as Stanley. I looked yeah. at him like, that's Stanley's caterpillar right there. <laughs> um, you know who I was really happy to see make an appearance was Ben Schwartz. Yeah, well, he was very underused, so you hope he's going to get used more as uh, the um, episodes go on. Oh, he but, was a build character. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's yeah, there's... Um, definite possibilities for him and um i like that he's not as nutty as john raffio is <laughs> i don't think you could have that character in this one he does seem to have some um like quirks to him though. for sure like obsessed with social media well no but I, that's his job i'll bet you anything that he's like the social media correspondent or um, correspondent um the social media like liaison mm -hmm. responsible for because yeah he was trying to get um general naird to approve a tweet that he wanted to send. Yeah. <laughs> so after watching the episode murder, what did you think of it? How did it compare to pilots, other pilots of the past? Look, it was solid. 
Um, you know, it, it left me wanting more. So I'm super keen to see episode two, um, and see if it captures my interest. Um, I'm, uh, I enjoyed seeing the big names. Um, yeah, we got Jay Lynn, Jane Lynch, uh, Roy Wood Jr. Um, who did you say? You said, oh, John Malkovich, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Dan Bacadal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, from um, Veep and um, Life in Pieces. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was really positive. The storyline was interesting, mm-hmm. um, and it and it the the episode finished in such a way that you're like, oh, I, I need to know more. Like, I want to know what happened in that final scene. Um, it it had a nice mix of comedy and a little bit of drama and some seriousness. Yeah, uh, very positive. I would say compared to others. Maybe four stars out of five. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't perfect. I I kind of felt very similar to you. I felt like it had enough um, pulls in it that I I wanted to watch the next episode to find out more, which is is good. Like we've watched a lot of pilots in the last couple of <laughs> months, and some of them you just like I don't care about any of these characters. I I can kind of see where this is going, and I don't really care to find out how. Yeah. But this, I'm like, okay, I, I want to know this. I want to know these other things. And it wasn't a laugh out loud show for me. I, I think maybe one of the moments I actually really chuckled at, mm-hmm. but it was an amusing show. Yeah. You know, I was, was entertained. I didn't have any temptation to play with my phone during the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's usually a good sign of if a show is boring. But no, definitely going to check out the rest of the season. So that gives a big thumbs up from me. <laughs> oh no, we're using two different <laughs> metrics. I'm using stars. You're using thumbs up. Hey, look, we should have coordinated I'm sure this before there is a we conversion pressed record. Seat in the front of the exercise book, you know, where they have all those conversions. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so one thumbs up is equal to what? Three and a half stars. Oh, yeah, let's go with four. Four. Go okay. Four. Ooh. All right. Okay. I, so, it's important. The conversion is important here. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll break down our second pilot. Never have I ever. Sounds like a plan. So, our second pilot is Never Have I Ever. Um, I'm going to start off with this one because I think I enjoyed this one the most out of the two pilots we watched. I laughed out loud like a crazy person for a couple of these jokes. They were just so hilarious. (laughs) There was this teacher. I can't remember what class they were in. Was it like a history class? It must have been a history class. Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's this teacher who's so aloof and so kind of meta like he really understood the part he could play and he he was oh it was just so funny and there was a moment where he's talking about the various times in history that they're going to talk and he gestures to a kid who's jewish and says the holocaust and he gestures to like another person and the kids are just like what yeah like oh we're we're gonna unpack some really really um really serious topics then he looks at a black girl and goes like slavery then he looks at a a guy that we can only assume is jewish he goes and the holocaust and the kid that's jewish is like what what what?" it was just crazy and then there was another in um interaction between two of the kids where um our main character 
who, again, why am I not remembering these people's Davey. names? Davey. Davey. It was Davey. Okay. That's why. It's a boy's name. Anyway. No, D- <laughs> oh, you. Oh, my God. We're going to get emails. Oh, my God. It's spelled D-E-V-I. I know, I know. Jesus. Okay. So, she has insulted a boy saying that he's going to get big and fat like his dad. And this kid goes back so adamant. My dad is hot. <laughs> it's like, What? And it just kind of lets that sit just for a moment. Everyone's looking at this kid. So awkward. I laughed. It was just a perfectly timed moment. It was so enjoyable. And um, the the ensemble of friends that Davey has was just really good too. Like none of the jokes felt um, cliche. They all kind of came out from nowhere, but they fit the characters. And it really gave you an insight into who that character was. Mm. Like... There was a day they were supposed to come to high school and dress sexy. And so our main character, Davey, dressed like an Indian Kardashian and her best friend dressed in a super tight polo shirt instead of her loose polo shirt. (laughs) And then the other friend dressed in a flapper dress. And she's like drama student dancing, like dancing in the hallway. and like My grandmother died (laughs) in this dress. It was just so good. And I was really surprised that I enjoyed this because I looked at it, I'm like, okay, it's a high school show, it's with teenagers, it's women main cast, which is not necessarily, it doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it, but typically, you know, it's not made for me. Yeah. I really <laughs> our, enjoyed this. Our mid-30s <laughs> is not the uh, target audience for no, this show. I'm sure when Mindy Kaling was writing this, she was saying, I really hope that the white Australian, almost 40-year-old enjoys this show. <laughs> no. No. But I really did. I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. a good laugh-out-loud show. You know what? This was 100% the dark horse for me. I um, when, we, when we watched the first episode, I'm like, oh, God. Uh, I don't even know why we're doing this. I'm going to like Space Force better. But no, I totally agree with you. It was surprisingly funny. But I like Mindy Kaling's stuff. Like for you, I know she's hit and miss, but I've always enjoyed the stuff that she's written. And um, I I don't know. It's just been a, a, a laugh out. Anything that she does, I usually tend to laugh out loud at it. And um yeah, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised that this is no different. And um, yeah, a lot of really good laughs that I did mm. not expect. And each of the characters were really well developed. Like the family unit of the mum and the cousin, very interesting. Like they were not mm. cliches of what an, an Indian character typically is, but still they had those qualities. Like the mum was very stern, um, structure and religion was very important to her, but she had comedy to her in her kind of straight man <laughs> approach. Like um, she'd gotten one of the daughter's textbooks blessed by a religious person and the book was not allowed to touch the ground. And that was hilarious by the end. Yeah. And the cousin who I guess looks more like a model, she's a bit more attractive or put together. Yeah, like that's her, that's the gimmick is yeah. is that she's she's a brainiac. She's in the U.S., uh, to finish her, what was it, a doctorate or a, a biology or PhD something like that? Or something yeah. like that, yeah. And um, yeah, and she's she's she is legitimately an absolutely stunning woman. 
And the joke is that she doesn't know how beautiful she is, and men like trip and fall and crash into things when they see her. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. There was this, um, <laughs> there was this one scene where um, she was like, you know, oh no, I'm, I'm not that pretty. And then a guy on a on a bike is going past and doesn't look where he's going, and just crashes into their their bins that were on the street. And um, after a bit of dialogue. The, the mum turns to, to the cousin and goes, um, I don't know how much more the recycling bins can take. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's happened multiple yeah. times. Like yeah. it was just, it was a beautiful, <laughs> like straight line delivery. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really well delivered. It was perfectly timed. I just yeah. love that the guy had completely written off his bike. Like the wheels <laughs> were almost bent into a letter C and he just gets up and goes, hey, you want, you want to have coffee? And they're just like, get out of here. Are, are you a model? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't think I'm, I'm pretty enough to be a model. <laughs> yep. And the most bizarre thing of all this show, and the thing that I want to find the answer to, why the hell was John McEnroe narrating this show? Oh, yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. But strangely enough, it kind of fit in the end. Totally. Like it, it, it was it was so unusual that it was enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see like does he narrate the entire way through? Yeah. Like is is this like, you know, the um uh the wonder years, you know, mm. where where we get a narration all the way through? I like that he kind of made fun of himself. Oh, for sure. Because I guess the main purpose is why John McEnroe was there because Davy's dad was obsessed with tennis in particular John McEnroe. And so I think that's that's where the translation comes from. But he makes fun of how he, you know, holds the umpires accountable when he was a tennis player and how Davey has to do the same thing. And it was just, it was really clever. Yeah. Now, I do have to address the one, the one thing in the show that really put me off. Oh, okay. What was that? It was the very end. It was like the last... Oh yeah. Yeah, 60 <laughs> seconds. And I was I was I'm I'm a bit disappointed. Look, I'll I'll still continue to watch because it's an incredibly well-written show, but the end just kind of it was left really weird for me. Um so just to explain a little bit further, the whole premise of the show is that Davey wants to be cool, whatever that looks like. And um so you know, they try out clothes and um, you know, other, other things to try and make them, make themselves cool. But, uh, it's, it's really about boys. It's about getting a boyfriend. Cause once you get a boyfriend, she just assumes that she's cool. And she's had this big crush on this really good looking guy. It's a year older than her. And she finally comes to the conclusion that what's going to make her happy is not getting a boyfriend is not sexy clothes. It's getting laid by this by this one guy and so it, you know the 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 pilot spoiler alert ends with her gathering up all of her courage and i honest to god when she was waiting outside swim practice to talk to this guy i was thinking i'm like oh you know they're they're maybe she's gonna offer to tutor him in history or um yeah. ask him out for a date or something like that and but all she goes is Oh, you know, I, I I know you don't like me. I know I'm a bit of a nerd, blah blah blah. But I was wondering, would you like to have sex with me? And as soon as that line came out, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I 
want to root for this storyline because you know the character is supposed to be 16 years old yeah. and I'm like I don't feel comfortable rooting for a 16 year old to get laid <laughs> you know? and that, that's why it wasn't built for us yeah yeah so look um I'm not gonna let that that one little thing detract me from seeing the rest of the show um you know I'm gonna give it the 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 Luke Ryan recommended three episodes before I make a a final decision on a show but yeah that's uh, it's just frustrating because up until that line it was really good Okay, so you've heard our take on the two episodes. Let's finalize this this uh, telling up, Marietta. Um, which which one of those episodes do you think won our battle? Was it Steve Carell's episode or was it Mindy Kaling's? You know what? Um, um, I up until that last line in "Never Have I Ever," um, it was actually going to be "Never Have I Ever," but. Just because of that one last one, um, Space Force eked it out for me. Oh, okay, Space yeah. Force. So um, it's a bit tricky for me. Um, you know, Steve Carell was working with Greg Daniels, who he's worked with many times. So that's a point down. You know, he's gone with Familiar. But still, Space Force is something completely different. So that's a point up. Ah, uh, I don't think collaborating with um, people that you've had successful working relationships before is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But why is it a point down? I'm looking for originality and creativity and innovation in my TV shows, not people continuing to work together and do the same thing. Well, yeah, but that's you, that's more about content, not about who works together. I mean, <laughs> two people can work together and still create original content as evidenced by Space Force. <laughs> by the way, folks, you are getting a uh, sneak peek into the kind of arguments that we have. <laughs> Just a bit. Well, let me say this. I, I enjoyed Never Have I Ever the most, but I'm more excited to watch the next episode of Space Force. Mm, interesting. So, yep. Yeah, Space Force, I guess, had the most teasers to want, make me want to see the rest. Yes, so Space yeah. Force. It's got a few different storylines. You want to yeah. find out how they're reconciled. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up to you, the curious audience. Watch both of those episodes and see what you thought. Do you agree with us and think Space Force was the winner or was it Never Have I Ever? Let us know in the comments or check us out on social media and comment there. That's it. Now, this is the last episode, as I said, of season one. We will be back sometime in July for season two. Check out our social media to know exactly the dates by then. And we will bring you more interviews where we find out how life imitates art and a ton of other movie-related content. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed, Cinemas and new releases will be coming back our way by then. <laughs> I don't know if we can live much longer without them. <laughs> That's a sad statement, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Bursting at the seams here. <laughs> Until then, see you next time. Bye. Bye.